is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from William Price Distilling Company. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. During their 10-game winning streak, the Astros have slugged 22 home runs. That's many. They've given up 21 runs total. Oh, boy. Is that good? That's good. Okay. I just, I just want to make sure. Yeah, and they're really gaining some separation on the pack right now. Uh, you know, we were talking about a couple weeks ago how it seemed like they kept winning, but Oakland was still two and a half games up on yeah. two and a half games up because Oakland kept winning. Well, now Oakland's kind of falling back a little bit. Pirating's hard in the age of Navy SEALs. It, it kind of is. Like, oh, and drones? Even, even Let's not forget drones. Like, Blackbeard didn't have to worry about a squad of Navy SEALs climbing on board his ship. Submarines? Pirates didn't have to deal with those things in their time. Captain Cook never said, we were being attacked from under the ocean, unless it was a Kraken. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to text the show. Or you can get us on uh, the... I want a bottle of this. Okay. Okay. Uh, They'll take my name down? Will they take my name down? Okay. Uh, (laughs) See, I want a bottle of that. Do I have to get my social security number and all that? Uh, No, it's your driver's license number. I had to do that for the bottles I bought. So there. I had the uh, the French oak finished straight rye whiskey. that, uh, That honeybee is what I want. But that's not, that's like. I haven't tried the honey hey, yet. This time out. Did you, have you noticed the bottle number on both of those? 69. No, number one. Oh. These are the first two bottles they did. Oh. Yeah, I, I want that. I, I would sneak that Too out. Too bad. I would sneak that out of my shorts if I could. Anyway, uh, 713-780-3776 is the number. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Uh, Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975, at ESPN975, at the producer Nick, who I want to have on in a second here to discuss something stupid he said. And uh, I don't want to say stupid, just, uh, you know, you, you already got your commercial, Dave. You're fine. L- lawyer Dave Law. Uh, and uh, if you missed the two out, first two hours, that's some of what you missed. Pirates and Astros and alcohol. <laughs> that's pretty much been it. That and a whole segment of uh, the show in the Baytown Badass. So there. That's right, Bubba. Uh, that'll all be available. Man, the, the, you know what? I, I am going to. I'm going to miss these shows, where we come out to a place like William Price, which guys, if you're not out here, get out here, check it out. It's freaking awesome. My guess is the new guy will be more fun than I will be. I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll be more fun. Um, because uh, let, let's be like, honest. Think that, about the, the new guy. Like when you guys go to Vegas for a fight or something, he's probably going to be like. You know, he's not going to lose all his money at blackjack. He's, uh... No, but that's the beauty of it. Like, we know we're going to go play a poker tournament. We know we're going to make a bunch of money. And then you're going to go play blackjack. And I'm going to go play the damn harness races. And then two hours later... We're going to commiserate about how we're both broke. Yes. Because of it, yeah? Yes. That's true. That's how it works. Or I make a bunch of money on the horses and we go have... Pappy Van Winkle at that, the bar that's, at MGM. That hap- sometimes that happens. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know who whoever it is. Like, and you know, if it's a young. It might be Nick, but he's got bad basketball takes. Will, they, will you be able to manage that? But get, get your headset on because I, I want to ask you this. Uh, and, and I don't know if AJ agrees with me I, on this I didn't or hear not. this. No, so. I, I did. I, I, and I want to know Ooh, if you the, guys were the serious. The one smells really good. Oh, it, it, that's the best by far. 
If that did bottle you have that fringe oak one, I did. Yeah, it's okay. it's good. I like the honey better. If that honey bottle disappears, uh, officer, guilty. Uh, anyway, I, I'm listening. It's good, but I like the fringe oak better. Okay, well, you take the fringe oak, and I'll take that one. Right. Fine. Anyway, so I'm. Uh, by the way, uh, shout out to our buddy Javon who brought some of the original Blitz shirts from we first yeah. moved to four to seven, and now everybody's wearing them. They're pretty cool. But, uh, no, listen, I, I, I love Nick and Joel. I want to make that clear. I don't want either one of them getting mad at me and, <laughs> and, and getting their feelings. You're, so you're not throwing shade. I'm not throwing saying. shade. I just, like, as basketball guys, like, I listen to them for their basketball takes. They're more basketball-y than us. Oh, absolutely, which I like because, you know, it's not something I'm as into. Like, yeah, I can talk hockey until your ears bleed. Who cares? Uh, they can talk NBA until your ears bleed. Who cares? That's okay. But. Did you really say that you weren't sure the Suns would be better getting Chris Paul back? No, I, my, my only take on that was... Well, no, you had like five takes. Don't give me your only take. I heard them all. I was listening. Well, I mean, I, I just don't... I said my fear would be because he's not in complete shape. I know it was only a, a short layoff that maybe, just maybe, he would kind of mess with the fluidity that they've had in the past two games. You do realize he was there for sweeping the Nuggets, that they swept the Nuggets in part because of him. So, yeah, the Clippers go down 0-2 to everybody. How is it a bad thing to get Chris Ball back? No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that you, you it, it may take a game or two for him to get back in complete yeah. playoff shape. And okay, make sure. that's not what you were saying. You guys were saying, oh, this could, this could be a negative impact. Those no, were, no I said, actual words used on your show. Listen, this is the best news ever for Chris Paul. You know what? The two games that he missed, guess what, was completely out of the question. He wasn't going to get hurt. So you made it through two games without Chris Paul getting hurt. You've only got a few left to go. I'd say it's a positive. So if he comes back tonight and he loses. Well, it's not and, him and the, losing. And the Suns it's not, lose. It's not outrageous because they're on the road. It's the, their first road yeah, game. Right. Series. Well, that's my whole point. That was my whole take is that the fact that he hasn't been out with the whole COVID protocol, that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't would be surprising they, would they be that if they miss. Because it's him? Because he's back. Yeah, well, no, that, that was the implication. That was not the take at all. Uh, that was the implication. Well, you should probably go back and listen to the podcast. No, but I'm just no, telling I'm not, you. No, I'm not going to go back and listen to the podcast because it was boring the first time. But okay, no, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean that that was the implication. You guys were talking about like maybe it's a bad thing that Chris Paul's coming. No, back. it was literally a question that was presented to Joel saying, "Hey, do you think there's any chance that with him coming back that it messes up with the fluidity and the you know the momentum that they probably have against this series, considering they're up two? That was the question of discussion. Was it my take? Absolutely not. But I would not be shocked if they, he comes back and he loses game three because he's not on the floor. That happens to the best of the best in basketball. He missed two games. Yeah. Everybody misses two games. He's also 36 and has a history of hamstrings. Yeah. It, well, guess what? His hamstrings weren't getting tested while he was sitting there having the COVID. Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah, I, I just, look, I, no, I'll, no, no disrespect. I, just, I thought no, it was. No, no disrespect yeah, taken. A little, little disrespect. A little disrespect. Nah, I disrespected him a little Your bit. Your segment was boring, but no. Uh, no, no, no. No, 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 no I, I just thought it, was, I thought it was forced. That's all. Okay. I thought it was. I, Fair I, enough. I mean, I, I thought it was like, it's one of those segments where you go, really? They're trying to say, they're trying to say, is Chris Ball coming back a bad thing? Is is what the no, that's your that's no, no, your interpretation. No, no, that's, I'm not responsible no, for your interpretation. No, that's how you were presenting it. No, I was not uh, because you don't ask that question if that's not what it is. No, it's if it's a topic of discussion and you're trying to create discussion. I don't see why that's not a well, something that you bring. Well, I would just say if you're trying to create so, dis- so discussion, there has, were other things. There were other things you could have 
create a discussion over to me that would have been uh, less forced. Okay. Uh, is, that, is that fair, fair enough? Fair yeah, enough. No, no, no. Fair enough. No, no fair enough. I'm not. I'm not being critical. I. I mean, uh, I am being critical. Yeah. Yes. Because I like. I like. I, that's my least favorite thing when someone criticizes someone. And say, hey, look, I'm not being critical. No, I, am, here. I am. I am being critical because I love Nick and I want. I want Nick to be successful. Okay. And I'm listening to this. And I'm I've like, learned that as PD. Like anytime you criticize someone, you don't say. Yeah. No, I'm not being critical. No, you just say, hey. Here's how I'm being critical about this. <laughs> they like that a lot better. No, I, I'm just saying I, I, I was listening on the way in. I was excited to hear the conversation because I wanted to hear what they had to say about the game. I thought that was uh, no, uh, a I, I, I don't think Chris Paul coming back is a, just, just for the sake of discussion. I don't think right. him coming back well, is well, a bad thing. You. I want to hear your real opinion on this. I am a little concerned in the sense that because I want Chris Paul to win. Like I want, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Suns. I want them to win. I, my concern is if he comes back and he's just not 100%, especially in the okay, fourth okay. quarter. Okay. That's, That's it. That's it. That's all it was. It all wasn't right. like. Yeah, it just, it, it, that wasn't really the tone of the conversation. Fair. Which is okay. It's okay. I'm not trying to be. I was sampling these. Uh, well, yeah. The, a yeah. lot of this, this rye when, when I was Which, talking about okay. it. So, so no disrespect to Joel, who wasn't. Sampling the rock. That's true. Well, let me go back. I came on the. Uh, I, I went on the morning show uh, today and talked about jo- John and I disagreed about the way the Rockets should be approaching this draft. And I, I'd, while we've got Nick, I'd love to get his take. Yeah, I'd love actually, your take on this too, Fred. That, that, I, I do want to hear Nick. But I said this. Christian Wood. Like, if you think that uh, Evan Mo- or uh, Evan Mobley's a, a duplicate of Christian Wood, you can't worry about that. You can't worry about if you think Jalen Suggs duplicates what you've got with Kevin Porter because the Rockets were the worst team in the league. No one on this team should be considered like some sort of a sacred goat Agreed. that you can't touch. Agreed. You take whoever you think is the best guy and you build around them. John thinks much more highly of Christian Wood than I do. I, I mean, if Evan Mobley is Christian Wood 2.0, I'd take Evan Mobley and then trade Christian Wood because in two years Christian, Christian Wood's going to want a max contract, and I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay Christian Wood max money. I don't want to pay any big max money, really. I, I just don't. But then we got into because you don't, you're talking about duplication. The Suns did they make the right choice by taking DeAndre Ayton number one because they didn't want to duplicate Devin Booker by taking Luca, so. If the if the Suns had taken Luca instead of DeAndre Ayton, would they be in the same spot? Would they be in a worse spot? How would you feel about the Suns franchise? And I said to me, give me Luca and, and Booker versus Booker and Ayton because Luca's the, Luca's a superstar. Ayton is not. Agreed. That's yeah. and you want as and I get with the team the way they're built right now, and this season and, and the Suns may win the title this year. They with might. Those guys. I think we can all agree this season. Obviously, there's not an asterisk by it, but it's a little bleeped up. Though we can say that every team that had every team that had a super team built had injuries, and that that knocked some of their super team. The Nets, the Lakers, yep. hell, even the Clippers. Clippers, yeah. The teams that were favored all had major injuries. So if a team like the Suns wins this year, I'm not saying it's a phony win. It's great that they did it, but. Are, are the Suns going to win it again next year? No. Uh, the, the Warriors are another example well, of a team that had... Good discussion they had about Chris Paul opting out and going to the Lakers next year. I thought that was a very good discussion. 
Uh, we got to go to break, but I, I want you to answer that because it is what strategy should the Rockets have here? Is there anyone on this roster that they should be worried about duplicating? And uh, get your thoughts on that. And, uh, yeah, is there music playing? Because I can't hear it. Yes. All right. We are going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from William Price Distilling Company. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Showtime Pay-Per-View, featuring two-division world champion Gervonta Tank Davis as he sets his sights on history and a title in a third weight class against towering champion Mario El Azteca Barrios. Live this Saturday, only on Pay-Per-View. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz live here at William Price. And a uh, uh, long style, I wasn't ignoring you. We just got into uh, some other topics. The honey, honeydew is awesome. That That's my favorite. A.J. likes the uh, French wine barrel ones. It's all good. But it, it is uh, amazing. Uh, I will just say that. If, if you like honey and you like. Right. Okay, Nick, get back on here. Because we asked you several questions, and you, you guys were having you, you guys did have a good conversation. I, I just was making fun of you for the Chris Paul stuff. That's fine, but uh, fair enough. But like the whole thing that Chris Paul may go to the Lakers next year, I thought was a good question. But your thoughts on the Rockets in terms of draft? Should you draft around anyone you have? Or should you just take the best player and, and bleep all these guys? I think you should take the best player and develop. Because you're already in a situation where you're going to be in a long rebuilding process anyway. I mean, this is, the, this is a team that this is the first time in how many years? Nine or ten seasons that they didn't make the playoffs? Yeah. This is the time to do a rebuild, dude. Like, I mean, uh, I guess optimistically you say three or four years. If you're not so optimistic, six or seven years. I don't know how long it's going to take. So one of the things that John – uh, he said today, and he was asking who I liked for the Rockets to draft, and, and I've been on record, Suggs is my favorite guy, more, even more than Cade. Uh, but they're not going to have a shot at Cade anyway, so it doesn't matter. So basically it's between three guys, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. And he asked who I liked of those guys, and I said Suggs, and then probably Mobley, and then Green, because Green is... He asked me for a scouting report on Green. I said he's the best scorer of the group. He is the guy. He is he's likely to be the biggest star amongst them because he's a highlight reel guy. He's going to dunk. He's going to hit. He's going to hit you know right. outside shots. He's also what I would call an aloof defender. So does it sound familiar? Building a team around a guy who but, can fill it up all day. And doesn't right. care about defense. Right. How far did you get with that? But before you answer that, are when you say elite scorer, we're talking about a guy that averaged 17 points in the G League. Yes. Are, are we really going to call that elite? Now, I know the potential may be better than that, but 
I, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, this is all like a, a long game sort of thing. I mean, I yeah, we, we might want to pump the brakes a little bit on that is all I'm saying. No, I'm okay with – see, the, 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 I think there's a misconception as to – because there's a lot of players for some reason that kind of have that Kevin Durant build where they're kind of thin, and, and then everybody says, well, you know what, he's just not big enough to deal with real men in the paint and blah, 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 blah. And I just don't think that's the case. I mean, Christian Wood is not necessarily a super massive dude. Kevin Durant is not a super massive dude. I mean, I'm okay with Jalen Suggs being a little thin if that's the case. I'm okay with Evan Mobley if that's what they end up with. I prefer Suggs like AJ. I, I'm with you. I think we're all in agreement on that. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would rather have Suggs. But, but let's be honest. We all saw Suggs more than we saw everybody else. That's true. Yeah. And, and I, I, what I saw was uh, the, the comp that I've been using all along was Brandon Roy before his knees exploded. Right. Uh, and, and I think anybody would love to have that. But, we, like I said, I've also seen him more than the other guys. Yeah, I just, don't, I just think people that see, like, well, he's just too skinny or he's just too thin, it doesn't necessarily mean, even if he doesn't fill out as much as you would like him to, it doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to do anything at the big leagues. I mean, it, 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 he, that could change. He, he, Suggs just strikes me as a guy whose game will get better at the NBA level. And To me, when you're looking at Suggs and Mobley, and Mobley gets the, the skinny thing more than, than Suggs than does. Than Suggs does, yeah. The truth so is, Anthony Davis. Uh, I say this about every, like every, if you're drafting a big, and you say, uh, he's a little skinny as a 19 year old freshman in college. Shocker! Everyone yeah. is. Every yeah. seven foot guy in college is skinny. Like you're, you're uh, we were all skinny at 19. Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't. Shaq was relatively skinny when he was at LSU. He was still pretty much bigger than everybody else. But he wasn't, he wasn't what he – he wasn't Shaq Diesel. He no. wasn't like Shaq at 345 no. or he, whatever it was. Shaq at LSU looked like Anthony Davis looks now. Like he, he was svelte. He, uh, he, he, he was still pretty – because like you're, you're – Google, they had, Google a no, picture. No, but they of, had another seven-footer that was I'm there saying with him. Google was, Shaquille O'Neal LSU. No, I mean compared to what he was. But he's still 300 pounds. He wasn't, he wasn't tiny like these guys. So – Evan Mobley, if he's 215 now, I think Evan Mobley probably ends up being 235, 240. And then you're not worried about him being that, That's what skinny. I'm saying. But I'm not, I'm, saying. I'm not worried but, about him being 215. But here's what I'm saying. I'm okay with it. With Mobley and Suggs, I don't see a major flaw in their game. Now, I'm not crazy about building around a big. I'll, I'll say that now. I'm not crazy about it. With Jalen Green, I see a major flaw in his game. And it's literally half of the game, and it's defensive. Like, I, I don't think he cares about defense. I think he's, he's got poor lateral movement. I don't think he's going to get much better defensively. I think you're going to find your – and if you're, if you're building – if your best guy, the guy you're building around is a one-way player, I think you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. I, I, I think when we look at all the best players in the league right now, Almost to a man, if you said, give me the top five players in the league, almost all of them are solid two-way players. There's exceptions. Steph Curry's not a great defensive player. I get it. Steph Curry's also special. Yeah. On, uh, like, it, like, he's the best shooter who's ever played the game. Well, that's that's just different. Not a, it's just simply not a trend anymore to build around the big guy, though. Like, it, it's just not it's a not. trend. Well, and and this, is, this is something I brought up is when was the last time a team won a championship when their best player was a big? When's a uh, ding? Would it be Shaq? I mean, Shaq? I mean, Dirk was seven feet Dirk, tall. Dirk, oh, yeah. maybe, that was ten years ago. But, but Dirk wasn't. He your, wasn't a big. He's I a, mean, yeah, he's maybe a Euro, the Celtics he's a Euro big. With, maybe maybe yeah. the Celtics with Garnett. 
maybe. Paul Pierce was the best player on that team. He was the best player, but, I mean, Garnett was close. No, it's, it's true. It's true. They don't necessarily build, build around a big. That's why you have a tandem, most, mostly in the backcourt. Well, we talked about Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Minnesota – Carl <coughs> Anthony Towns is a really good player. He's Minnesota's best player, and they suck. Yeah. Why? Because you, you, it's hard to build around a big unless he is just right. a special, special kind of guy. In today's NBA, it's very difficult. And if, if you're saying, well, we, Christian Wood, we, like we want to max Christian Wood in two years, well, well, but careful I mean, what you wish for. Well, but yeah. I mean, I think if, if you do that in two years, it's because he's earned it over the next two years. And to me, that's, that's why I'm like, okay, I don't care what you do. If you bring in Mobley, great. I, I prefer Suggs. And then Austin says on the text line, no Mitchell from Baylor looked good against Suggs. Actually, Suggs was the only guy for Gonzaga that looked worth a damn against Baylor. And, you know, and Mitchell had a lot of help around him, too, by the way. That team was – I mean, they just, I like Mitchell, too, and I think he's, yeah, I he's a think top he's, ten pick. But I, I don't think he's better than Suggs. I wouldn't take him number two. But um, I, I think you draft who you like the best. You see how it fits. If Christian Wood becomes, let's say Christian Wood becomes uh, Siakam, you max him. If he stays healthy and he plays, I well think it depends on what else you have. Uh, if you if have the Rockets Suggs. still sink, if they still stink in two years, I don't know. But no, if you've added Suggs and you, you think you've got the backcourt, and next year you add another wing player, and this guy is playing at that level, then sure. But you got two years to decide that. I don't think you have to. Make that decision right now. And I think in six months you can say, you know what, Christian Wood doesn't really fit with what we're doing. Let's get another first-round pick because that's not who you're building around. I, I, I like him. He's a good player. Not who you're building around. You're building around whoever you draft number two. No, I'm, I, I tend to agree with you. I just I, I like Jalen Suggs. I want him to do well. And I'm not big. I'm not necessarily a hater on the fact that someone who may come out of college and is a little thin – it just, it just doesn't tell me that he's not going to do well in the big leagues. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. But I do agree in the, in the sentiment that I'm not building around a big guy. I'm not. I'd rather have a star point guard and a star shooting guard or even a small forward before a big guy. That's just my personal belief. And the other thing is when you have a big guy that's deemed the star player of the roster, he tends to want to run the offense and, and, and bring the ball up the court, and I'm just not a fan of that. You look at Carl Giannis, Anthony Towns. Kevin Durant, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. I'm right. just not a big fan of that. Well, and – uh, Kevin Durant's an exception, though. And there, there's no, there's no but, other but player like Kevin, for, Kevin Durant's paid for not, Kevin Durant's not a big. He's not. There's no other no. player like Kevin Durant well, uh, that's, that's near seven foot tall and can do the things he does. Well, no one else is that. And, and, somebody, and no one will be Somebody that. on Twitter said Lakers won with Anthony Davis and some guy last year. Anthony Davis, and some guy named yeah. LeBron James. Anthony Davis wasn't <laughs> the best player on the team. And Anthony Davis is not, not what you would consider a traditional big. He doesn't He's play that way. Much like, much like Mobley. He's closer. Uh, Mobley's the same kind of way. An outside-in guy. He's not going to, like, post you up 10, 15 times a game. That's not the game. But Remember, he was a point guard and then grew, like, seven yeah. inches. So, yeah, he's a different cat. Uh, what, what I'm talking about, the guy that's a traditional big, like, the only guy that pops into my head that's elite right now, Rudy Gobert. And I don't think you're good enough. I mean, is, is Jokic... And, what, what uh, no, we I, don't, him? I don't think Jokic is. He's kind of a hybrid too. Uh, and Gobert, I think of Jokic because he's a big, like, he's a plodding type guy. Yeah, not, I mean that he's close. Maybe, maybe that's a good answer. But uh, but Gobert's not the best player on his team. No, 
That's the thing. Donovan Mitchell is. And that's why I say if you draft Evan Mobley, you better hope that next year you have another high pick so you can draft someone who compliments him. Because there's no guarantee. That's all you can do is no. hope. But if you're not drafting high, that means things have gone pretty well. No, but you will, you'll be drafting high. But the you'll prop, be drafting high. But the I, I think whoever you draft, you'll be drafting high. just like this year. You have to hope the balls fall your way. Yeah. So, all right, quick break. Get some blitz on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You know she loves to is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from William Price Distilling Company. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Showtime Pay-Per-View, featuring two-division world champion Gervonta Tank Davis as he sets his sights on history and a title in a third weight class against towering champion Mario El Azteca Barrios. Live this Saturday, only on Pay-Per-View, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. You know, I think big voice guy really likes saying El Azteca, like, so he could sound Spanish. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to do a giveaway here. This Saturday, June 26, catch boxing's undisputed superstar and undefeated two-division world champion, Gervonta Tank Davis, as he moves up two weight classes in a bid to make history. Standing in his way is powerful, unbeaten world champion Mario Barrios. El Azteca! El Azteca! Plus three other great fights on the card, including top contenders Erickson, is it Lubin or Lee Lubin? And Jason Rosario meeting a WBC super welterweight title eliminator. Right now, caller number seven, well, not right now, it's 638. Caller number seven to 713-780-3776 will get a promo code to watch the entire card live on Showtime pay-per-view for free. For free. It's Gervonta Tank Davis versus Mario El Azteca Barrios this Saturday night only on Showtime pay-per-view. All right, uh, I have to do a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. All right, um, you know, there are certain things that, you know, I get if you're in high school, you make some mistakes, you do some stupid things, uh, and you do things that can get your coach fired. Uh, in uh, San Diego, Coronado High School hoops coach J.D. LaPerry has been fired from his job because... What did he do wrong? He didn't do anything, but his players did. Uh-oh. His players, after a game against a primarily Hispanic team, threw tortillas at him. Not wise, guys. That, that seems like not great. He tweeted out an apology saying, unfortunately, a community member brought tortillas and distributed them, which was unacceptable and racist in nature. I do not condone this behavior. Coronado High School does not condone this behavior and is already taking appropriate action. Unfortunately, appropriate action was firing the coach. All right. Who thinks this is a good idea? I I mean, I I try to think like 18-year-olds sometimes, you know, because... We have 18-year-old listeners. 
Who thinks this is a good idea? Oh, no let, idea. Let's throw tortillas at the Mexican kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, who, who's sitting around having that meeting? Hey, guys, let's get some tortillas after the game, and let's throw it at them. That'll be funny. No, no, that's a fail. Anyway, that's your Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. All right, so I I tease these exact standings for every team stats. Yep. Uh, we've only got five minutes in the segment, and then we got Hoffman on Hollywood. Yep. So I'm going to give you a couple, and we'll do the rest tomorrow. How's that sound? Yep. Is that fair? So that's like a tease to tomorrow when we'll be at Richmond Arms on Richmond. Come on out. So we'll do the Cowboys, and we'll do the Texans. How's that sound? Okay. Your Cowboys to finish first in the NFC East, 7-5. to five. That doesn't seem like great odds. No. I, I actually, I, doesn't I, seem I, like value. I was really interested in them for second. I don't think that's very good odds either, 9-5. to five. No. Uh, third? Seven to two. I don't think they'll be third. They're no. going to be first or second. Yeah, they're going to be first or second. And Unless four- Daniel Jones takes like a, a, a huge step. Uh, which is possible. But even third at seven to two is not good odds. No. So fourth, nine to one. They're not finishing fourth. The Eagles are, are fourth. Yeah, uh, they're, they're definitely not finishing fourth. I think it's football team or Cowboys, but yeah, I, I think football team, Cowboys, and the Giants are kind of the the wild card, right? Yeah, because I think the Giants could be really good. All right, here's your AFC South. Your Houston Texans to finish first in the division, four hundred to one, twenty-five to one, not enough. No way to finish second. 16 to 1. Nope. Also not enough. Pass. All right, here's the one that I'm intrigued by. I, I wish this number were a little bit higher. Because I don't think it's impossible that they finish third because we still don't know that the Jaguars are actually going to be great. 7 to 2. The Jags were better than them last year, and now they've added Trevor Lawrence. No, they weren't. They had the number one pick. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they, they weren't. That, okay, but they've added Trevor Lawrence. The Texans have subtracted Deshaun. Yeah, but we don't know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be great in his first year. He's going to be better than not having Deshaun. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be better than Tyrod Taylor in year one. I'd take that bet. I, I, I mean, but I'm I'm looking at okay. I'm I'm looking for value here. I I just I wish it were closer to like five or six to one than seven to two. Yeah, I think I'd want seven to one. Their odds to finish fourth, four to fifteen. Oh, so basically minus 400, minus 375. Yeah. Yeah. Which, no is, which is why, I mean, I, I don't think third, is, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I, uh, I, need, I need more value than that at, at second, or third, I'm sorry. So Captain America says I got the Giants winning the East, underrated defense. I, and, and, and that's okay. And, and I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and give you those numbers because, I mean, we're going to have a whole league to get to. But, uh the Giants to win, 7-2. to two. Again, I don't know that there's enough value there. I think, uh, and the Giants to finish second, 17-5. I think I like that better. I can see the Giants second. Because what if Dak gets hurt again? That wouldn't shock me. Um, 
I mean, I, I kind of feel like the Eagles are fourth, right? It, I think that's the lock. Well, and they're 13 to 10, so you're getting better than even money. But, yeah, the Giants for first, 7 to 2, I think that's a bit much to ask. 17 to 5 for second, I think is a better bet. Third, they're 5 to 2. So, obviously, and this is all from Bet Online, by the way, and Jimmy Shapiro, but obviously they think it's going to be Cowboys football team 1 2, Giants 3. That's why they're 5 yeah. to 2. Uh, 17 to 10 for fourth. I think 17 to 5 for second is a better play. I think so. So, and, you know, I, I got to say this. I think this isn't a terrible bet. The football t- team to win the division, 11 to 5. That's a good bet, I think. I think that's the play, I think they right? They should be the favorite. They should be the favorite. They should be close to even money. That's not close to even money. That's, a, that's 2 to 1 plus. So. Yeah, and seventeen to five for second, and they're also five to two for third. I can't see them being worse than second. God, it's hard to care about the NFC East, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they all suck, but I, I don't think the, you know, the fact that the football team brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a better quarterback than what they had, and they won the division last year. I think they're going to be fine. I, I I think they're pretty good, actually. So. Anyway, we will uh, we'll dive into the rest of it tomorrow. I'll tease ahead to that while we're at Richmond Arms. So come out there. And a uh, good crowd out here tonight at uh, uh, William Price. And yep. we, we will be back. Some old school listeners. I mean, it's, it's good to see these guys. Absolutely. Right, i got to tell you guys about Javante Davis and Mario El Azteca Barrios. Uh, this Saturday, two nights from tonight, June 26th on pay-per-view Boxing's undisputed superstar, two-division world champion, Javante Tank Davis, puts his undefeated record on the line in a bid to make history. Uh, standing in his way, powerful, unbeaten world champion, Mario Barrios, plus 254-pound contenders, Erickson Lubin and Jason Rosario meet in a high-stakes bout. This is a four-time world champion in Javante Davis, fighting up two weight classes. This is going to be a fantastic fight, and someone's O has got to go. Uh, like I just said, Gervonta's 24 no 23 knockouts, four-time two-division world champ. He's moving up two weight classes to take on 26-0 super lightweight champion from San, San Antonio, Texas, Mario Barrios. Going to be a fantastic fight, and, of course, you can see it only on pay-per-view. Two-division world ch- champ, Gervonta Tank Davis, sets its sights on history and a title in a third weight class against towering champion Mario Elazteca Barrios. Live Saturday, June 26th. You can check it out only on pay per view. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from William Price Distilling Company. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Showtime pay-per-view, featuring two-division world champion Gervonta Tank Davis as he sets his sights on history and a title in a third weight class against towering champion Mario El Azteca Barrios. Live this Saturday, only on pay-per-view. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
And we're back on the Blitz for one final segment out here. I, I got to tell you, man, if you guys get a chance to come out here, if you didn't make it tonight, uh, well, shame, because it's been a party and everybody's had a good time. So if you didn't make it out today, yeah, you, I, I don't want to say you're an embarrassment to God and everybody else, but, you know, a little bit of an embarrassment. But get out here, check it out. They got a big party on July 3rd. Uh, say hi to, to Zach and Brian when you come out here. Uh, they're they're blitzers, and uh, man, they have put together a just a perfect place. I got to tell you. So anyway, let's do some hopping on Hollywood. It is a fantastic spot. Uh, let's start with your favorite movie series of all time, The Fast and the Furious. Not not my favorite, but I, I have been known to get stoned and watch them. Premiered in theaters twenty years ago this week. Jeez. I'm 40 now. That means I was 20 when the first Dude. Fast and Furious came out. What? You, you know, this that's how you feel old, right? Yeah, I, I saw a tweet today from Shinedown. They're like, it's been 13 years since Sound of Madness came out. That was the song with the second or album with Second Chance on it. I'm like, 13 years? Are you bleeping kidding me? That's insane. 20 years for the Fast and Furious? Oh, my God. I'm old. Shoot me. Kill me. Um, Josh Innes had Gene Simmons on his program. I saw him tweet that out. I wanted to go listen to it. And Gene said, listen, listen, without Paul and Ace, we would not have Kiss. Kiss would not be what it is No today. love for Peter? Uh, no, he said it was not Paul. It was Peter. Oh, okay. Peter and Wait, no, Ace. Paul's... Stan- Paul Stanley's cool with Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah, but Paul Stanley makes Kiss. Yes. I mean, more so than Gene Simmons. I'm w- sorry. Without Peter and Ace, Kiss would not exist That's pretty good. today. That's but, like Gene Simmons had sex with Barry Warner. But if Peter and Ace were still in Kiss, Kiss would not exist today. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, is, do you, are, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, That's damn good. Thank you. But Paul Stanley says Kiss could continue without him and Gene Simmons and says it's bigger than any member. Nah, that's I don't know about that either. It's got to be Stanley and Simmons. I don't care about the other now, two. Now, as you know, well, in in Weezer's famous, in, the, in the, uh, the words of Weezer, I've got Ace Freely, I've got Peter Chris, so you could go on without Paul and Gene maybe, but Peter and Ace are kicked out of the band. So, I don't... I, you and I disagree on this because I've always said I never thought Kiss was a serious band. Like when I was a kid, I heard them, and I I honestly thought it was a goof. I like I didn't realize that there were like diehards who really thought Kiss was like this badass band. I was like, I, it's just these guys dress up in clown paint, and I thought it was a joke, like a Halloween joke. But it turns out it's a real thing. There's there's people who swear by it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know look, that it could go on without those guys. Though. Let's let's not characterize it as me disagreeing with you. What I said at the time, growing up with Kiss, I thought they were badass. And then when I got older, I realized, well, these songs suck. <laughs> they really do. It's like all the songs I thought were badass when I was growing up. You know, like Black Diamond. That's just a dumb song. Now I I, I can't listen to Kiss now. Maybe I've grown out of it. I don't know. But, it, but it's also, as you get older, you appreciate different things. Like, I didn't appreciate Led Zeppelin growing up. I sure do now. Man, okay. Kiss, I thought, was badass. Now, nah. That, uh, I, I mean, 
and, and, to, and to be fair, that's how I learned to play guitar was on Kiss songs, which wasn't very hard to do, let me just say. Anyway. Um, Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 fame trying to remain hopeful and positive after he says he's battling cancer for months. Says he's got a long road ahead of him. He's grateful for the support he's received. But he says, for the past three months, I've been undergoing chemo for cancer. I have cancer. It sucks, and I'm scared. But at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and family and friends to get me through this. He said, I still have months of treatment ahead of me, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. Can't wait to be cancer-free and see all of you at a concert in the hopefully near future. He's he's not Love the one that all. was like doing all the UFO Not the loony chasing. one. Okay. No. All right. I, no. Okay. That's, uh, I don't remember That's his Tom name DeLong. either. Tom DeLonge, okay. yeah. Because I was going to say, if you... He chance- left the band. Okay. And started a new band that didn't work, and then he was like, you know what, F music, I'm just going to do like alien stuff. Because I'm going to say, if he was the one that got cancer, I'd blame it on the aliens. Could be, but uh, no, it's not all him. Right. just checking. Um, Prince Harry, on his daughter's birth certificate, despite the fact that he's severed ties from the royal family... Where it says father on the birth certificate, it still says his royal highness, uh, Prince Harry. I haven't severed that much, bitch. Yeah, you, it seems like may, maybe you're still kind of into it, all right? If you're going with uh, the royal highness, maybe you're still a little bit into this. And uh, finally, the best news of the week, Salma Hayek. Has gone on record to oh, say her breasts are real, but she understands why fans think otherwise. Apparently, Selma Hayek, who's 54, her breasts are continuing to grow. Yeah, the whole menopause thing is making her breasts grow. She says, a lot of people said that I had breast augmentation. I don't blame them. My boobs used to be smaller. So was the rest of my body. She says uh, it's all natural, though. It happened significant, like it happened significantly during life changes, like pregnancy, menopause, and periods of weight gain. I don't know that she's gained a whole lot of weight, nah. but her boobs do look a lot bigger. I got it. I mean, but credit she, where it's due. I mean, you would not look at her and say that woman's fifty-four. No, for sure not. No, she is. She's absolute. Look smoke. at the last. The last thing she posted on Instagram. That, that lady ain't 54, uh, or at least she don't look 54. Kudos to her. Uh, and if those are natural, then you know what? Let's count that as a win for God. Honestly, I don't care if they're natural or not. I'm, I've never been somebody who worries about that. If they're there for the taking, I don't care. You can you can fill them with whatever you want uh, as long as I get them. Whether she was blessed with them or got them, they're hers. Yeah. That's all that matters. And, and we can all admire it. That's we, right. We don't, we don't need to know. And that's Hoffman. On oh, okay. Was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, is there one more? Did I no, miss that something? Was it. That was it. All right. So. Oh, anyway. Yeah, good stuff. So, all right. That's going to wrap things up. We'll be at Richmond Arms tomorrow. I want to thank Zach and, and Brian and all the guys for having us out here. You guys are awesome. This place is fantastic. You will see my fat ass out here many times in the future. Um, no, I'm just being honest. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, less fat. I'm less fat than I was, but, uh, you know, still fat. Uh, so come join us tomorrow. Great job, Aaron. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us, man. You, you were great. Uh, AJ's always great. You know, I have to 
Although, you know, we only get him for a little bit longer, so just enjoy it while you can. Uh, thanks to all the blitzers who came out. Till tomorrow, stay sportsy, bitches. I need somebody and always This sick, strange darkness Comes creeping on, so haunting every time And as I stare, I can't